making your marriage better. And, you know, um, and I, I just, I'm going to be trying. And the reason, someone says, why are you passionate about marriage? Because I suffered. Yet not just my wife also suffered. We were punishing ourselves. You know, yeah, we were. And the more we sought for, but thank God for our pastors that helped us. Because I even just had unusual expectation. I just, I just was from Mars. I just didn't believe. You don't understand. I argue with my wife and I feel bad. I'm like, why are we arguing? As if I don't argue with my mother. But because, you know, the kind of church I grew when I got born again, there was a concept called the will of God. It was a, it was a satanic concept. Because people in that church, at least right now, about 30%, they're about to divorce or unhappy in their marriages. I had to do a study after some time. And the concept was simple. If you marry the will of God, you have a perfect marriage. So it was not really what you had. It was a funny concept. And that's why the marriage was a struggle. The concept put the success of the marriage on you marrying the will of God, not what you did. And marriage is more of what you do than who you marry. The two of them are important. But if one is more important, it's what you do. Because some people know how to live with the devil. Glory to God. Let me tell you how deep my ch- background church was. My, my background was very deep when it came to marriage. How deep was it? <laughs> That's why I said I couldn't say this thing online. So I had to just preach for camera. You know. My background marriage was very deep. Because if I like sister, please what's your name now? Nedna. Let's say that she's the person I, I cannot even like her. When it's time for me to marry, I have to go and pray. So, I will not tell them that I received. So, there's a team of people. I will go there and say, I received Sister Nina as my wife. They will not say, how did you receive her? I will tell them. Either a vision, either a story, either a dream. There must be a supernatural something. I must tell them. So, if we're just lying, coming up with dreams, we're just, you know, doing all sorts. So, but I was never allowed to talk to Sister Nina. Never. So the team of people will now send for Sister Nina and says, are you considering marriage? You say, yes. Have you been praying? Yes. Who did you see? She will not mention somebody else's name. They will not send from that person. So that process can take me two years. Of course, human beings, they began to know how to manipulate the system to get to where they wanted. But the reason why that person was rigorous was that once you found the will of God, what else? Marriage is deal. So when I got married, because, oh my God, I fasted, I prayed. My wife, who did I take her to? I take her to about 12 pastors. My mentors, my friends. I said, let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray. Just in case I'm not hearing where. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray. I took her like that. Even Pastor Fuluke prayed. Even the pastors in our church, I told them, let me pray, let me pray. Everybody, what do you, what do you, everybody was telling me what they thought. Just remember, what you do in your marriage is more important than who you marry. That's the truth. Just remember, some people marry Satan. So, is it possible? Genesis 6, people marry fallen angels. Satan, they marry them. And they were not fighting. They had children. Who you mind is not Satan. You are the one that says Satan. It's not Satan. If I were going to today, our role model is someone you call a demon. 
Praise God. You can give me the stool. Just put everything there so that we can all have it at once. All right. Ready? So let's start with this. What is the cause of all disappointment in marriage? Let me just use the board. Allow me for today. Just, you know, what's the cause of disappointment in marriage? This is it. Disappointment in marriage. Disappointment being D equals to, um, is equals to inner expectation minus what? Outer reality. All disappointment is what it is. Every time you're disappointed, just think of your life. Every time you're disappointed about something, it's because your inner expectation is not aligning with what? Your outward reality. Let's take an example. Why in your life are you happy? Anybody give me an example here. Anybody just stand up and give me an example. Brother in black, I like you. Tell me an area. Just stand up. Yeah, I like you. What area of your life are you very happy with? Just say your size, your bank account, your mother. Your mother. What area of you? Just tell me what you're happy with. With your family. Why are you happy with your family? You're, you're happy with them because... So the reason why he's happy is this. He's happy with his family because in his mind... His family is exactly the way he wants it to be. They are close. So, his inner expectation is equal to what? It's outer reality. Still standing, my brother. What area are you not happy with? Just tell me. Just tell me. Maybe your girlfriend. Maybe you're single. Maybe you eat too much. Maybe you're big. Maybe you're dark. Maybe you want to travel abroad. Maybe, maybe your job. Something. What are you not happy with? Your spiritual life. Why are you not happy with your spiritual life? You know where you used to be. So you, you see that? So why is he not happy? Because there's an inner expectation of where he wants to, he meant to be, but it's not there. So it's out of reality, it's different. So the same thing with marriage, disappointment is because your inner expectation is higher than what, what? Your outward what? Reality. So if you want to be happy, the simple thing you have to do is this. If you want to be happy, the simple thing is this. We need to know what this inner expectation is and find out how we want to make it happy. How to make it happen. That's what we want to do. So the challenge is this. This one is difficult. Your inner expectation, a lot of when it comes to relationship, is not defined. People just say, I want a good marriage. What is a good marriage? I, listen, I'm a pastor. I see some people and they're happily married together and I'm like, I can't be in that marriage. But they're not married to me. Because good is relative. Is that not true? Good is relative. Just like having money is relative. It's the same thing. Good is relative. <laughs> so, let, so, so, what is, so, our goal to, so what I want to do today, don't worry, th- thank you, thank you. I will tell you because I want to be careful with the camera. What I want, what today, I want to achieve some things for singles and married. For the married people, you're going to understand today where all your fight comes from. And all your fight comes from here. Your inner expectation. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. All your fight in marriage. Unfortunately, when you want to solve your marital problems, you don't solve your inner expectation. You keep solving. You said you did. You said you did. Your inner expectation like a joker card. Once you place it, all the problems are swallowed. That's what your inner expectation is like. For example, let's take a good example. A lady feels and married. We should not share the bill that the husband should pay everything. That's what her expectation is. That's what she's dreamt about. Is it right or wrong? Left to her. Because the thing about marriage is that sometimes it's never right or wrong. It's just what I expect. Good. So she expects that. The husband feels we should share the bill 50 50. 
They don't settle it. So, so because they don't settle it, sometimes the lady pays the bill. She finds herself paying not just 50, but about 30 or 40 percent. Okay. One day, the husband buys a car, brings the car home. You know what the lady does? He said, this is my car. Which car? It's okay. At least thank God. God has blessed us. You wonder, why are you not happy? She's not happy because she's saying in her mind, instead of used to use the money to take care of your house, you are buying car. It's what responsible men do. And the man is not seen from that way. He's seen from somewhere else. So, you know, you know and the, the lady is saying that our kids attend this school. Let's move them to this other school. And he's wondering that, oh yeah, yeah, we can't. We don't have the money. He said, we don't have the money. And you can buy. Because of what it is. So you will see yourself fighting all this small, 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 small fight. But at the foundation is what the expectation. So there's this new thing in this generation. Something like, um, what did they say? We divorce for what? Irreconcilable what? Nonsense. Absolutely British. Listen to me. You don't see, you don't need to separate because of irreconcilable differences. The problem is this. We don't have to be the same to agree. We can be different and still agree. Question. All the people you work with, are they the same with you? No. The reason why you work in the office is because we are very different. But we what? We agree. So, irreconcilable difference is not a problem. The problem is that we can find ourselves to what? Agree. Because when we agree, we agree we are eating rice. How we eat the rice now is the problem. But at least we agree we are eating rice. What does this do for you? All of you that are single. This helps you to know what to choose. You know why? When people are married and you're trying to help their marriage, it's like someone has bought a car. All you can do is to spray the car, change the engine and change the oil. The car has been bought. But when you are single, <laughs> you are in the car shop. You are still choosing anyone. If the counter is not good, you change to Benz. If Benz is not good, you change to care. If care is not good, you change to Toyota. Toyota is going to change lesson. Because you are still in the car shop. Now, we have bought the car and we have removed the line on. Glory to God. Oh, that's way. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, 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 so for those that are married, we're saying that, hey, it's not the best car fit, but we can change the color. We can, we can pimp it up. <laughs> you know, you can pimp up the car to what you want it to be. Glory to God. All right. So, so, so let's, let's go. So today we want to read the story of Saul in the Bible. And I want to notice this. First of all, all of you that have mental problems, and if you have friends that have mental problems, and I want to deal with something. Have a look up here. The reason why a lot of marital problems degenerate into, sh- into divorce is this. One, because most people are ashamed of their marital problem and they never talk about it until it's too late. Because they're ashamed. So you just say, sister, this and brother, this. Hey! Because when they come to church, the way they just you don't go, hold each other, you don't understand, they hold each other in church alone. Look at me, everybody. I want to talk to two categories of people. All of you that have marital problems or have friends that have marital problems, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Someone says, why? In the Bible, most of the people you respect had marital problems. As a matter of fact, good marriages are scarce in the Bible. I say, really? Okay, what a good marriage. Let's start from Adam. That something happened, he said, blaming his wife. He said, arrest her, kill her. 
Then let's move to Noah. Noah was sleeping with the children. Let's go to Abraham. Abraham was sleeping with the house of. Let's move to Jacob. Jacob slept with his wife, slept with the house elves. Because, because th- this is my problem with Christianity today. They make it seem as if once you have a mental problem, you divorce, you are a terrible person. Look through the Bible. Did you notice you don't even know the apostles that are married or single? Did you notice that? Because their marriage was not even discussed. Maybe some of them were divorced. And I'm only saying it not because I want to relax. I'm only saying it that because I'm, I'm hoping that you can come out and have discussions. And it's not when the marriage breaks that you talk. Because we keep saying mature single, mature single. Was Paul not a mature single? What about our Lord Jesus Christ? Was he married? He was a mature single. But of course, Jesus will not marry because it will be against his own his assignment. What about Paul? Paul had to tell the sisters. He said, all the sisters that lose their husband, let them marry you. Because it's better that they release than they start doing the wrong thing. How did they, how did they know? Maybe the sisters were passing at him and saying, Apostle, help us personally. Maybe. Because most of you want to take the Bible as if it's in a non-human context. Are you here? Yes, sir. So, so if you're single, because in the, among the 12 apostles, the only person we know was married was who? Peter. And you know how we know? Not because we saw his wife. In fact, we never even knew, we never mentioned the wife's name. The only way we knew was because the Bible says that Peter's mother-in-law was what? Was sick. This is going to be hot today. Praise God. Can, can you feel the temperature rising? One of the fantastic couple in the Bible. You would not hear nothing about them. Just they mention, I think they mentioned them six or seven times in the Bible. Aquila and Priscilla. It was Aquila and Priscilla. Then you say Priscilla and Aquila. And say Aquila and Priscilla and Priscilla and Aquila. Apart from that, you would never really hear a lot of couples in the Bible. So question. So this is also... So I'm only saying that when you talk about marital challenges, all those kind of things, my only problem is that the way church people have mended, I say, if you're a Christian, you have a perfect marriage. It's not true. Just like you can be a Christian and be broke. But the reason why we can look for financial help is because we know it's okay. But a lot of Christians cannot look for... Let me tell you something. Do you know how many Christian girls are single and desperate to get married? They don't want to talk. And guys are single. They don't want to talk. And until you talk, the Bible says, in the morning of cancel, there's what? There's safety. So they'll go and bring someone and say, I found a husband. Because we only celebrate testimony, we don't celebrate process. And some people are struggling with their dating relationship. Instead of them to break up or get help, they say, no, no, no. What will people say? That me, a leader, my brother, a broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. And you don't marry for somebody else, you marry for yourself. Let's turn to First Kings chapter 21. Of course, in the fourth service, with the singles, we go deeper. Hey! Today, I want to talk about a very strong couple. But we're not very great people spiritually. They had a strong marriage, but they were not righteous people. 
Is it possible? It's possible. All those strong couples you know are pastors, right? No. But the Bible documented their marriage in details. At least it documented the interaction of their marriage that gave us the impression they were strong. And someone says, why are we learning from these people? Because all scripture was written, not some. All scripture, Romans chapter 15 verse 4. All scripture was written for our examples that we through the scripture will have hope and confidence and learn something. Let's look at this couple. The name of this woman that I think is a good wife. So one of the best wives in the Bible. She might have not been a best good Christian, not a best wife, not a best, you know, God worshiper. She was even an idol worshiper, but she was a good wife. Who is the person? Jezebel. So I say, who? Let's read about Jezebel and let's follow. And I'm only saying this because you can learn from Dangote how to be a businessman. Does it affect your Christian faith? No. In fact, the Bible says this. So I, say, I can't learn from Jezebel. But the Bible says, go and learn from the ant. You mean you can learn from ant? You can learn from human being. Is the ant born again? Solomon says, go and learn from the ant. But God is very careful what you learn. Because, because this is the thing about Jezebel. The people, and this is something I know about strong marriages. People that have strong marriages, everybody after that marriage sometimes think that the man or the woman is using the other person. They don't think so. Yes or no? From the outside, you think Jezebel is an evil wife. You listen to what her husband had to say about Jezebel. Let's read. First Kings chapter 21. The Bible says that Ahab spoke to Naboth. Give me the vineyard that I've, I have. Give me, the, give me your vineyard. I, I may have it for a garden of herbs. It's near to my house. And I'll give you a better vineyard because it seemed good to me and I'll give you the worth of it or I'll give you the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, God forbid, it is that I should give you the inheritance of my father unto you. And Naboth, and Naboth, and Ahab brother, Came into his house. This is the king of Israel. Came into his house, heavy, depressed, and displeased because of the word which Naboth, which Naboth, the Jesuit, had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my father. And he laid upon his bed and turned away and would not eat. Do you think that is petty for a man? Hands up if you think so. Talk to us of a king of Israel. The king says, you know, this is where you want to think about it. You know, Pastor, Pastor Tawad and and his wife, they have a lovely car. They have this huge Lexus car. And just imagine, I say, Pastor Tawad, please, I want to borrow your car for tomorrow. And he says, Pastor Olaja, I'm so sorry. We have something we cannot give you the car to borrow. Then because of that, I go home. Very sad. Then my wife sees me and says, they say you've not eaten. They say, I'm not going to eat. They say, why? Because I'm trying to borrow Pastor Tawad's car. And he says, not borrowing. What will you do if I my wife? You know, me knowing my wife, <laughs> my wife will just tell the house, when he's ready to eat, he will ask for his food. <laughs> that, that's exactly what my wife will say. My wife will say, when he's ready to ask for his food. But see what Jezebel, do you see what Jezebel did? Jezebel being the good wife. See what Jezebel did. The Bible says this. What did Jezebel do? And Jezebel is now said, verse 7, said to him. Because he told Jezebel, um, um, I want to read, I've missed something. Verse 5. And Jezebel's wife came to him and said, why is your spirit so sad? Did you notice that Jezebel was able to notice 
Do you see how much attention Jezebel puts? Because she's so bad that there's nothing good about her. But do you see the amount of attention Jezebel takes note of her husband? That, my God, your emotion is different. What's wrong? Not, not only did she know something is wrong, she went further to say, how can I help? How many times is something wrong with your partner, your boyfriend? You know something is wrong and you're like, I don't want to part of this. I have my own problem. Let me just go away. Let's be honest right now. So you see your wife is moody. You just behave and move to another room. Have you done that before? In fact, there are guys that are dating. If your girlfriend just says, oh baby, I'm so down. Just say, let me call you later. Because, because you don't want to be in that conversation of I'm so down. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. Oh, wow. But, but Jezebel is not that kind of wife. Jezebel notices something that's wrong, begins a conversation. It says, I notice you are down. Then all of a sudden, see, see, see what she said. Then Ahab the king. And if you date a very successful man, hope you know his problems come in big sizes. Then Ahab the king tells Jezebel the problem. And Jezebel says, oh, sorry, God will help you. No. See what Jezebel said, verse 7. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Do you govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat. Let your heart be merry. I, Jezebel, I will give you the vine of Naboth, and the, the, the vine of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Jezebel said, Hey, I'm not just your wife for anything. I make things happen. I will make it happen for you. My God. I thought this woman was all evil. See, she was evil because, let me tell you why she was evil. She had a strong marriage, but she used the strength of her marriage to do evil things. That was why she was evil. The marriage itself was not the problem. It was what she used the strength of the mind to do. The same thing with money. You can have money and used to do evil things. You can have money and used to do what? Go things. Just imagine if this woman was actually born again Christian. What she would have done for the kingdom of God. She told the king, let me tell you, in pure English, it's, it's like you tell your wife, I'm so stuck, I need 200 million. And I said, is that why you're looking sad? I'll give you a check tomorrow morning. Eh? See, see and, and, and guess what? And guess what? Jezebel, although not the right way, she made it happen. Blood was shed, bad things happened, but she made it happen. But the key thing I'm saying is this. When people say that, when people say, Jezebel was using Ahab. I don't think so. I think that it was such a strong marriage because of the value the two of them brought on the table that kept them together. But the question is this. See, what do you bring to marriage? This is how people think of marriages. I'm going to show you right now. Can we... Okay, I have that. Let me just put this here because of the speaker. Let me get two couples. Not... Any couple for new couples that we have not used for examples before? Don't I have friends here that don't want to embarrass me? Chinelo and Tony, just come. They're my friends. Oh, 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 don't worry, don't worry. I have a couple. Please come, come, come. Exactly. Exactly. People that really love me are here. Toyo C and Daniel Etim. You need to take off the mask, though. Oh. And that you act movies. Everybody knows you on, on television. So I don't know why you're not even up here. You can take one glass. Take another, you need to be on the other extreme. 
No, no, you on this extreme. On the extreme. So watch this. This is what most people think of marriage. What is marriage? The place where I come to meet my needs. I come to get my needs met. So everybody comes with a glass. Please lift up the glass. They come to, so come to marriage. Come, come, come. So they come to marriage. This is me, marriage. They come to get their needs met. So all of a sudden, he says, this is my cup. I want love. I want support. I want joy. I want all of these things. So I want to take it from her. She also came with an empty glass because she has nothing to offer. I also want love, joy, support, everything. So when there's nothing in the glass, what happens? They begin to feed on themselves. That's what happens in marriage. Because in marriage, what you have in marriage is, is what you came with. What you have in marriage is what you came with. If you came with nothing, what do you find in your marriage? Nothing. Let me show you something. But now, they got wiser. They came with something. They came with some joy. With some support. All of those kind of things. What happens in the marriage? In the marriage, when there's demand... What happens? Can you please feed yourselves? You know, like give yourself drinks. Just put in his mouth. You know, you know the way you do at home. You know, exactly, exactly, exactly. See, see, that's a healthy marriage. So I have something. He's thirsty. I give him. She's thirsty. I give. But what happens in most marriages that people come with empty glasses and say, "I have nothing, but I want something." I have something by one. How do I know? Singles, they will tell you, where's the list for you one today? You say, this is my list. 24 things he must be. 28 things she must be. Question, what must you be? I have no idea. Yep. Everybody knows what their partner should be. Everybody knows what their partner shouldn't be. But what should you be? No idea. Because why you ask me I should be something? I've just come to take We're not done yet. Sometimes it's not the marriage that children come empty. Sometimes in the marriage, one person comes with something and the other person comes empty. And that's why a lot of marriages are. And that's why this person keeps feeding this person, keeps feeding. And as long as there's something to feed on, it's a good marriage. Keep feeding. Baby, drink it all. Love you, baby. That's good. Keeps feeding. But what happens? As soon as she has nothing to feed, this guy is always taking. He goes, what are you good for? Let's look for a replacement. Because we'll finish this. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a side girl. There's a side man. There's a side something. And there's a side all of this. Because, because after all, I came to get something. And let me tell you something. Hollywood marriage, where he works, says to you, your marriage is always filled by itself. In real life, even when you come to marriage with full glass, it empties out. And what strong marriages learn is this. When, when the glass of my partner is empty, I don't fight my partner. I help her fill her glass. So, what happens in bad marriages that once the glass is empty, once the man is broke, 
That period is broke. What is wrong with you? I used to trust you. You used to be intelligent. Oh, wow. Because the glass is empty just for a season. So, because she's pregnant and she's not able to give you 44, 68. You say, I don't even know what's wrong with you. You are round. You are this. You are, you know, you're this. Because the glass is empty. No, that's not what great couples do. Great couples say, how can I help you? And one of the prayers you have to pray is this. That Lord, when my glass is filled, help me know so I can fill it up. Because when marriage becomes very destructive is this. When you begin to suck each other. And there's nothing to gain from each other. And you're tired. Because there's nothing to gain. And unfortunately, that's where most couples are. They've been mine for such a long time. The glasses are empty. And nobody's concerned either they're drinking or not. Everybody's concerned about, I can't feed him. Let me feed myself. You start hearing things like, I'm only here for the children because the glass is empty. So it's only here because, so that's what happens in the marriage. The question is, what kind of marriage do you want? What do you bring into your marriage? Sometimes the marriage is, this is how we come to marriage. We don't only come with empty glasses. We come with knives. Yeah. I want to just lift up the knife. I can take the glass from you. Yeah, yeah. Look, you need to look at her with the knife. We come with a knife. What do we come with a knife with? Everybody say, I've come to eat. Eat what? Who cooked what? I've come to eat happiness. Who put the happiness there? If you come to eat in marriage, you must also wear an apron. Because you must cook what you're going to eat. And this is where this generation is different. Because this generation said that marriage has failed. It failed the way they portrayed it on Hollywood. Because Hollywood said that, hey, marriage is good. Marriage is, marriage is what you want it to be. That's all. It's what you want it to be. So, if you want a great marriage, you're going to make a great marriage. <laughs> a great, you, if you want a great marriage, you make a great marriage. If you want a selfish marriage, you make a selfish marriage. It's what you bring into the marriage, that's what you eat. It's what you bring, you share. If you bring poverty, you will share poverty. If you bring sadness, you will share sadness. If you bring hope, you will share hope. Whatever you share in your marriage, is what you bring into your marriage. When Jesus Christ thought this way, Zabu said that, ah, if this is the case about marriage, nobody should be married. Thank you very much. Let's appreciate them. So when you look at the story of, of Jezebel, is it amazing, Jezebel? Look at because if you are Jesus' family now, your air family say, the woman is using his head. We can't talk to our brother. He has control. He's not. He has control. There's something that lady is bringing. Single ladies and guys, if someone wants to date you, what are you bringing? I asked the lady one thing. She asked me, look at me now. I said, what does he look at you? He said, I'm looking at yeah. He said, Pastor, will a man see me as he has not seen something? I said, what does that mean? As a Christian, he should not have sex. So what has he seen again? That he, you know, he said, and if he's having sex, that means he's already having sex. I mean, sex is everywhere. The most beautiful girls I've seen in my life are prostitutes. Some of them, I drive in that, um, one day me and my wife were taking a stroll. We'll stay near, um, what's that place? Farm City. I told my wife, I said, this guy's a prostitute. I said, no, 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 no. I said, talk to her. I said, no, no, she, ah, this fine girl, she can't find someone to date. I said, no, no, talk to her. My wife spoke to her. You will not believe she's a prostitute. Her boyfriend, she's a prostitute. 
He said, the prophet, he said my wife told me that the prophet knows. <laughs> he said, what my boyfriend do? Can he sponsor me? I'm only telling you that if what you want to sell is sex, it's there. Anyone can give it. What do you bring to the table? As a man, what do you bring to the table? Men are so full of, I have cash. A lot of men will give cash to girls they don't know. As a woman, what do you bring to the table? I have body. What about when you become 40? Will your body be so straight? And I'm saying this because, and I'm saying this because just the orientation for all of you that are single. Now, all of you that are married, the problem with people that you always come with full glass, but the glass drains out. And all of a sudden, you just change from that being that supporting, caring man you used to be, that very positive wife you used to be, and you stop being that way, and you find out, why are we drifting together? Everybody drifts toward value. If you want your partner to be close to you, be valuable. And the church is so quiet today. Because all of us are guilty. You know, all of us are not, all, all of us don't work on being valuable while looking on extracting value. Extracting value. We know what we want from them. We don't, we don't want to know what they want from us. Somebody say hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Some of you need to send this message to your friends. Some of you need to send your message to your sister, your brother, your single friends, your man. Because they need to see from... Because, because let me tell you something. Let me, in, in, my, in my observation, anytime I have a marriage counseling and a partner is fully convinced... That the other person is a problem, the problem is talking. Anytime I do my counseling and someone is convinced that the other person is a problem, the problem is talking. Because it takes a problem to talk that way. I'm telling you, wise people know that no matter how marriage is, I contributed to it. They know. Only the ones that are not wise that talk that way. So let, let, let's, let's begin to close this. So look at the relationship between A, because I'm telling you, these people are not even born again. They're not even godly people. But they understand the dynamics of marriage. What are the dynamics of marriage? Number one, did you notice something? Jezebel, <laughs> this is the thing. Jezebel understood Ahab's vision. What she did as a wife was to support Ahab to get to the vision. How are most marriages? Let me show you. Come, my choir people. Let me show you how most marriages are. Come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. Shekun, not bigger than you. Let me see, because we can get some more huge. My brother here, come. You, you're very, yeah, 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 love. You look, yeah, 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 come, come. Uh-huh. You're gifted, praise God. Yeah, you, know, you, you can go now. Shekun, can you come? Oh, maybe, yeah. Just come, come stay here, come stay here. This, let me tell you something. This will solve all the marital problems. What, oh, this one? This one. What, this is it? Stay here. Illustration purpose. This is husband. Wow. <laughs> let me hold on. Let me just see. Oh, wow. Let, let me just check. I know. Oh, wow. This is good today. We're having a breakthrough already. Praise God. And the two of you are single. Have you joined the group? Join the group with sleeveless. Just me on the in the gym. Two of you should join the group. Is that okay? You join the group. Exactly. We didn't. Have you joined the group? You've joined the group. Exactly. Okay, so two of you lock one hand. So they watch it. This is marriage. This is husband, this is wife. This is how the average marriage is. Lock her hands, just, you know, yeah. Just hold her hands here. Uh, put her hands in between your hands. Exactly. 
Exactly. So what happens? And this wife marriage are frustrated. This is the husband, this is the wife. Everybody pulls the marriage to where they want. We are pull. 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 Did you see how the marriage is getting stressed? Can you see the face? Let me give you a practical example. The husband thinks that the children should be raised in a military way because of that helped him succeed. The wife thinks that we've suffered a lot. Let's raise our child very well. So when it comes to the marriage they want in terms of children, what do you see? Pull! Everybody's pulling. So you see the wife will come home one day and the kids are watching cartoon, lying on the floor, having popcorn and chocolate. And the man just says, what is going on here? What is going on? And the wife says, what's wrong? He said, why is the other scattered? It's not the house that's scattered. It's just the fact that this is not the way I think the kids should be. So, everything begins to aggravate him. Just because of what he is. Let me give another example. Another example is this. Let's talk about family. The husband feels as if we should keep our family members, our extended family very close. Sleeping in the house, they can come. And the wife says, let's keep them very far. Because we don't want trouble. And they don't agree. So when it comes to family, pull. You see them pulling again. And you see them pulling again. They're pulling again. They're pulling again. They're pulling again. They're pulling again. So all of a sudden, your cousin calls, not comes to the household. That's it. Hmm. They're still calling you. Hope nobody's coming home. We don't have food at home. How many give us as food money? So all of a sudden... It's not the issue of how much you're giving us. But that issue begins to spring out in everything. And this marriage is really strained because the Bible says, can two work together except they agree? An agreement is back to this board. What is this? Inner what? Expectation. Let me tell you why most men never date on time, waste time to get married. There's a reason why. Most men never give thought to marriage. As a man, I'm telling you, it's women that dream. Men, they don't think about it too much. So when you ask man what do you want for marriage, he has no clue what he wants. A woman has a clue, but the clue is Hollywood clue. The man in the shiny armor that will come and carry me. Things that are very difficult to achieve in reality. So even the one that has a clue has a challenge. The one that is clueless also has what? A challenge. What should a good marriage be like? This is what it should be. Firstly, this is the marriage we want. Can you define it? If possible, write it somewhere. The marriage I want is a marriage where my wife and Share it. Before you come to a conclusion, let your partner have involvement. And you guys agree. This is the marriage we want. And once we know the marriage we want, the wife gets behind it. The husband gets behind it. We begin to push towards the marriage. There's no need for us to fight again. Are you here, somebody? So, how do we raise our children? We already agree. We push the children that way. What about our finance? Where they agree, we'll push it that way. What about emotions? We agree, we'll push it that way. It's time for us to stop stretching the marriage. Thank you, the two of you.
Is this powerful? Did you notice how Jezebel, she also noticed, what did Ahab want? Ahab wanted the plot of land. And she got behind it. Why won't the marriage be strong? But if Ahab had said, ah, I want land, you want this, you'd be pulling apart. So the first thing you have to do is this. Can you please define the kind of marriage you want? And as much as possible, it's going to evolve. For the single people, for the married people, it's good because someone can come together and discuss it. If someone says, what should we do when we're dating? This is what you should do when you're dating. You should be comparing and defining your future. This is what you should do when you're dating. Asking, asking questions. You know, and when you ask questions, listen to me. Don't ask questions they know they will lie to you. Someone's like, you're a Christian. What do you want me to say? No, I'm a Satanist. So, do you have savings? They have savings. You don't need to ask someone if they have savings or not. If they have savings to show. Because in one of the statements, you're like, oh, don't use that card. That's my saving card. You will hear it. You will hear it. If someone is close to Christ, you don't have to say I'm a born again Christian. You will hear, oh, you know, sorry, let me call you back. I'm going to pray. You will hear, oh, I'm reading my Bible. You will, all those things will come out in conversation. You know that, you know, that, come, I want to know if you're a Christian now. What, are you a Christian? Yes. What church do you go to? Harvesters. What do you do? Ah, they know me. Everybody knows me. I'm even an usher. What does that mean? He just means he goes to church like every other person. He can be carrying a demon or not. It doesn't make a difference. Praise God. Hallelujah. I say praise God. Hallelujah. So what expectation? When you know your expectation, I'm going to close now. When you know your expectation of what you want in marriage, the next thing you want to ask yourself is this. Can I attract this kind of marriage? Because you can want something that you cannot attract. A lot of people want to be billionaire in dollars. But can you walk the walk of a billionaire in dollars? So they want to be very rich. You lost 100,000. You want to commit suicide. People that are billionaire in dollars lose $10 million. They just move on. Because they've expanded what? Their risk capacity. Someone says, a lady said to me, said, I want to imagine we're very intimate. We're intimate like this. I said, oh, that's good. I, I said, are you an intimate person? Said, Pastor, I'm a very intimate person. I said, well, that's good. Let's define what intimate is. Well, for you to be very, someone that's giving to intimacy, number one, you must be very vulnerable. I said, are you vulnerable? He said, mm, you know, everybody knows me, so I don't like to be vulnerable. I said, that's good. In that one, 1. 1.5, that's good. I said, secondly, are you very forgiving? Ah, Pastor, I'm very forgiving. I said, but you told me that your sister did this. He said, Pastor, you know, I'm not very forgiving, actually. He said, what I do is that I suppress things. I don't say it on time. I said, that's not forgiving. That's suppression. I said, if this is what you want, and this is who you need to be, you know that I'm 1.5, I'm 2 point this year. You now begin to work on it. So what you do as a single person is this. This is what you do as a single person. When you're single... You are busy taking your glass and walking on yourself and filling it up, hoping, believing for the guy to come. A lot of people that say they are delayed, they just mismanage what they had. Sila. When people say they are delayed, were they really delayed? They had someone at some point. They just mismanaged it. And the reason why some people feel they're very single and nothing's happening is this. You have the glass. What are you doing? 
Oh, I'm, free, I'm working on this. I'm, for example, a lot of guys, when you're single, learn to share. All your friends, start buying them meat pie, donut, pizza, so that you will learn how to, let someone be taking that budget, so that when the woman comes, the budget is already there, just change it to her. But when you're not used to sharing, as soon as the girl says, please, you know, this and this, and, ah, ah, you pay for this, you pay for that, you pay for this. What? I say, it's part of this, you know. Are you here? What about spirituality? Same thing with spirituality. Same thing with spirituality. Don't say, uh, are you, you, you would see the questions you will ask. Did you see how much Jezebel stood up to it? Did you notice that Jezebel did not even tell her husband, yeah, we play. You should even see, you need to you need to respect Jezebel. Many of you, if your husband behave that way, you say, hey, hey, stop being like a child now. This is what will come out of your mouth. This is the born again mouth. So you will just say it. Ah, you're so petty. Ah, and you're a kingo. You're a kingo. What will your mate say? Ah, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm married to you. I, oh, man, you guys are just big babies. Jezebel never said anything like that. This is Jezebel that's not born again. You know, say, why do bad girls get rich? Get good guys because they know how to handle them. The born again things, the born again. See, most of your born againness, yeah, comes for something. Oh my God. You don't have a husband that tight. You see, I'm telling you, it's something that happens to us now. Why, why are you threatening him? Is that how to get him to tight? You tight your home. You start tightening, so you say, honey, I've started tightening for you. Ah, why? It's very important to me. I love you so much, I don't want something to happen to you. Oh, really? Just imagine the way the mind processes it. <laughs> I'm going to say tight for him. You should not tight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of women that complain their husband are not spiritual, guess what? They to stop going to each other sometimes. Yes or no? Uh-huh. It's not spiritual. Demonstrate spirituality. Show him how to follow you. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that he will see your good conduct and that will turn him to God. Let's pray. Let's turn on our feet. Are you blessed today? Lift up your hands. Let's receive grace today. It's easier said than done, but the grace is sufficient for everyone. Let's receive grace today. Let's receive grace. Let's receive grace. Let's receive grace. Let's receive grace. Because there has to be changes. There has to be change of pattern, change of thinking. Bible says God gives grace to the humble. You know, a lot of you are going to struggle and say, you know, I don't agree with that. But listen to me. If you want grace, you have to be humble. You have to say, God, I can't do this myself. I need you. And Father, <laughs> We're asking for grace. Give grace to us to do what we know today. Help us build phenomenally strong marriages. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you can have your sins. Were you blessed today? Well, we need to get out of the way because our fourth service is now something else. In a few minutes, this will be packed to overflow. The praise I want you to be always like leads, everybody like jumping up. It's always very powerful in the fourth service now. Praise the Lord. I think we should consider coming for the fourth service from now henceforth. We're going to give our tithes and offerings. <laughs> yeah.
that's what you're shouting. That's what we shout. <laughs> the guy you want to date, look at his face right now. <laughs> so if he loves God, we can tell. <laughs> Pass it over. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me see what we give to you. To you. The reason why we give is this. The only reason why you don't give is this. You're afraid it will never be enough. The reason why we give is this. Lord, two things. I'm serving you. I'm not serving money. Money is not authority for me. The second reason is this. I don't just trust you with my life. I trust you with my money. So I bring my tithe to worship you. I bring my offering to worship you. Let's go ahead and give today. If you're tithe, will you stand on your feet anywhere you are? If you're giving your offerings, will you raise them up? There's several ways to give. You can transfer to the account on the screen. You can give with the envelopes on your seat. You can go to the back and give it your ATM cards today. Hallelujah. And if you're tithing, just stand on your feet anywhere you are. Let's pray. Are we ready? Let's go ahead and pray. And Father, everything we have comes from you. And to have the privilege to give back to the Creator, it's an honor. But more than that, today we demonstrate our undeniable faith that we are blessed obeying you than fulfilling our own lusts. We give in faith today. Receive it, Holy Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. you can have your sins. Amen. Praise the Lord. While we're closing today, if today's your first time in Harvesters, would you raise your brother right hand and let's welcome you. My first time in Harvesters, let's welcome you to church today. Just wave your hands above your head. Wow, several people here. I'm so touched because you came in the rain. Thank you, my lady over there. Thank you, my lady, my brother over there. Thank you at the back over there. At the far back, please keep waving. This is wonderful. Awesome. There's a lady over here also. Keep waving. This is wonderful. There's a lady up front here also. Really good, really good, really good. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. All of you that came for, for the first time today. First of all, I'm short of words. It's a rainy day and you chose to come to our church. We're so excited you were here. I know that God blessed you already. I know that God spoke to you. But guess what? This is a place of transformation. One of the things you will see in our church is answered prayers. We don't just say it. We have the proofs of answered prayers. You will get a Bible community and find and find a place to just love people. And guess what? You've been taught God's word. Have you noticed that also? You've been taught God's word in a very, very different way. I want to encourage you. Just stay around for six months. And let me tell you something. You'll have a definite testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody here for the first time? I don't still have a card. Just wave your hands, please. I still don't have a card. Okay, there's someone at the far back on the right.